Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore, and sitting next to me is... Chris Weir. Thanks for hanging. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming by. It is, what time we're starting here? It is 7.57. Mm-hmm. They just brought the Chiefs out onto the field to just rub it in, you know? Yeah. Since he's in town, might as well have Chiefs Day and see what happens. That was cute. <laughs> that was so cute. Cat, uh, Chris's cat, Benson, just knocked over a poster. Yeah, some uh, posters we just got from a concert. That Do you not say the Flaming Lips on there? I didn't even fucking realize that I got. What? They don't? Yeah, one of them does. One of them doesn't. doesn't fucking matter. It's 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 bad. It's not you know problems, <laughs> but it irritated the fuck out of me. Hey, th- that's a first world problem. It really is. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I got my cat running around down here because it was making noise upstairs, hitting the goddamn door. <laughs> So well, it's a cute distraction. Yeah. Maybe he'll pop up. Maybe he has some opinions on when the Reds should bring up CES. Mm-hmm. He has some very. Uh, he's very animated about uh, his starting pitching. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, league worst, five point five nine ERA. <laughs> <laughs> he's he is eyeing the table, about to make the leap. Yeah, he's just discovering he can hop around and destroy things. How old is he? He's about one. One that long. Wow. I know. Yeah. Got him, I think, like in November last year. Oh, man. Still curious. But, yep. And full of energy. Way way nicer than my cat, because uh, my cats just look at people and they go, I like being under the bed. Yeah, I've very rarely seen your cats, like, out, like, uh, and not startled. Yeah. <laughs> They're just afraid. I don't know why. I mean, I didn't hit them or anything. They're no, just, I mean, like, I do. I send them threats. <laughs> You send in my cat threats? Yeah, I know. I internet shame him. I'll do that. And I'll like flip quarters at him when I come over. <laughs> I mean, you have said mean things on Instagram. And then I show Ezra. And I'm like, look at you dumb fat bitch. Yeah, it's a warning. And he's like, meow. <laughs> oh, my God. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a new producer. And uh, he's got four paws. He's real cute. Yeah. Doesn't like anything that's on the table. Does it? We'll knock it off. We'll knock it off. <laughs> so you saw the Flaming Lips. You said it was super fun. Dude, it was great. It was my first time seeing the Flaming Lips. Fucking loved it. I mean, uh, I used to listen to them a whole bunch. And seeing them live was definitely a, a cool experience. It wasn't like at a really big concert. It was like this outdoor festival in Bloomington. Uh, second time then in there uh, in, in two weeks. And I stayed at the exact same fucking hotel oh. I did uh, the last time. So the week before. I like stayed at the <laughs> exact same spot. But dude, it was really cool. Uh, they had it like on the street. Uh, narrow. Everything was really compact. They fucking crushed it. They played Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots. Such a great album! Yeah, it was like the 20th anniversary uh, of that. So it was fucking great. Dude, that rules. Yeah. That's awesome. Nothing like a good street fest you know do you have any street meets 
I did not have any street oh, meats. I had oh. some nice pizza though. We had uh, Mother Bear's pizza. Mother Bear's is delicious. Yeah, it was great. I ate a ton of that. That was oh man, that was like the lifeblood because we just got a you know big pizza like during the day. We stopped back there like after the concert, ate mm -hmm. a little bit, and then went out to the bars, came back, and then finished up the last slice. It was oh, it was perfect. That's when it, nothing like a good time lapse zah. Oh yeah, it, like it matures a little <laughs> bit. You come, it's nice and hot and toasty. Mm -hmm. Think they have a little later. It's been in the freezer a little bit. You know, Ooh. it's still kind of warm. Still a little cold. You get late at night, you're shoving whatever's in cool. there. And then that cheese hardens. Yeah, and that little tiny table thing. I ate the shit out of that too. <laughs> I'm still hungry. I started licking it. <laughs> you put one pepperoncini on top of it, got a little fork and knife. You're like, mm. that's terrific. <laughs> Less them out for the roaches. <laughs> no, it was a great hotel. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it, was, it was a great time. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, what about you? Had, you had your birthday. I had my birthday. Yeah. And I had some birthday drinks at the historic Rusk District. Went to B List and then Milton's. And then on Saturday, I had a big party. Mm -hmm. It was great. I smoked like seven pounds of chicken wings and drumsticks. Uh, Sweet Cheeks made pasta salad. That was incredible. Oh, dang. She made Skyline dip. Wow. Guacamole. Mm hmm. And then I got a pit pork butt, and I was like, you know what? It says it's you know about two, two, two a little over two pounds. It only take a couple hours. I put it on the smoker at eleven. It didn't get done till about nine p.m. Did you uh, mismeasure there? Uh, a little mismeasured. I did not read the right label. Okay. Whoops. I read the uh, weight per pound, like uh, weight per pound. Yeah. Duh. Uh, it was like cost per pound or something on the little Kroger yeah. label. And I was like, oh, whatever. And then I, oh my God. How, many, how much uh, weight was it? How many pounds? Eight. 7.92. Okay, instead of the two. That's much different. Yeah, so it's, you know, hour and a half per pound is what they say. So I was like, oh, it should only take, like, you know, three, four hours. No. Way longer. Yeah. Full nine. Damn, did it taste good though? Dude, it was so good. Yeah. Dude, it was so it might be the best thing I've ever made. Wow. Yeah. For my birthday, Alicia got me like actual butcher paper to wrap it in. Oh nice. A little meat probe to do on look at my phone, how I'm doing. Oh, oh my dude. god, buddy, you're really coming into form there. Dude, it's and she got me a prep station oh, for wow. outside. Dude, it's it's over. Travel channels will be coming after you. <laughs> A show, a little Anthony Bourdain situation. Oh, Billy Bourdain. Billy Bourdain. Watch one man eat himself to death. <laughs> yeah, suicide by beef. <laughs> suicide by beef. I think they opened for the Flaming Lips. Oh yeah, that was yes. <laughs> that was pretty good. No, the opening after Flaming Lips is pretty good. It was no Suicide by Beef, but uh, Michelle, I believe, was the name of the band. Oh, uh, Murder by Beef. Murder by Bee. Murder by Bee. Oh man, well, it goes well with the Flaming Lifts, the, the reality of their, their band name. Yeah. <laughs> All really checks out. Uh, Bunsen update playing with an Easter egg. Very cute. Nice. Where'd you get that? Where did you, ha you, you, you must have forgot about one of those eggs. Yeah, thanks for finding that. Thanks, yeah. It's only been a couple months. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we definitely need to get like a GoPro to put on his head and have him just run around. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be a little drop-down screen for folks who are like, yeah, it's just two white guys talking about baseball. I want to see what the cats do it. What's the producer up to? <laughs> The cutest producer in the game. Just hopping around purring. Just being sweet. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I did that. And then um, it was, dude, I have still so much pork left. Yeah? Oh, uh, and I overshot it. I was going to also make, so I've got like, I bought a half of a fourth of a cow. Okay. 
So I've got a whole bunch of like things this big of, of like ground ground beef. I bet you can reassemble an entire cow in your fridge just from stuff <laughs> you have like stored in there. Or like a, a, a Franken meat thing that you have. Okay, yeah. it's gonna have the kidneys of a bull. <laughs> it's gonna have the wings of a chicken. <laughs> and the buttocks of a pig. Yeah. The Boston butt, if you will. Dude, that'd be hilarious. If I set that up and just was like, what if I just stick it all together, have it all together with toothpicks, and put it on my egg? That'd be great. Like, kind of like a big turducken that you're making. Just got to reassemble it. Yeah, the intestines are just andouille sausages. They stick together. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I think that might, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could do that. Like a meat train. Meat train. Right on the meat train. Google that. See if anyone else already has that. <laughs> Google meat train. I'm looking into the camera and I am like sunburnt or a little red. I don't know what. And that might have been from just being outside all day Saturday. Alopecia. Alopecia. Yeah. Or it could just be meat sweats. Could be that. It was could just be getting horny for meat again. <laughs> just dude, always horny for meat. <laughs> yeah. I just started thinking about that pulled pork again. I'm like, we gotta wrap this up. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> gotta sauce him down. Let's get it together. Um, someone just texted me, and I feel like this is how we should kick it off. Did you see that Hunter Green commented on the Sky Rosa? No, I didn't. He did. He said that the chili isn't that bad. Okay. He also said, like, with the chili on the hot dog, it's like, it's actually not bad, it's good, but that if he were to ever do a Sky Rosa, he would have to not eat that day. Yeah, I can see that. It's quite the consumption to it's, have there. But that's good. I mean, that's that says a lot about Cincinnati food, and someone says not bad, like, hey, thank you. We really appreciate that. <laughs> you could have said a lot worse. Yeah, he wasn't like Joe Burrow. was like, it's bad, it's mad, it's mad. Instead, Hunter Green accepted and knew, like, I can't really talk too much shit. But if I just say it's, like, it's not bad to good, we're pretty happy. We'll take it. There's some maneuverability on that. But, yeah, you, you got to kind of grow up. It, it's a fucking wild food. So, yeah, if you like it initially, we got to give pause mm -hmm. to your decisions. So, yeah, not bad. It's a good starting place. It's a great starting place. It's yeah. a wonderful starting place. Um, we watched uh, when we were together last the Reds ended up not sweeping the Dodgers, mm -hmm. but they did take two out of three from the Cardinals. Yeah, there was a, that was a good series to watch. It was really fun. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, dude. It was just, <laughs> we, oh man. Uh, well, we'll start with the Dodgers. Uh, Graham Ashcraft got drilled in the leg, and honestly, I'm not saying getting hurt is a good thing, but what I'm saying is, Going on the injured list, maybe missing a start, possibly going back down to AAA might be the best thing for him. Yeah, like a non-serious injury like that really uh, coincided with him needing a break. So, yeah, mm. I mean, uh, you can look at it that way. So it was uh, good timing for something that's never good timing for an injury. But, yeah, he needs to get his his head right and just watch some film, see if he's doing anything different with yeah. his delivery because it's an entirely different uh, pitcher than what we've seen in his first yeah. six starts, wherever it was, even going back to last season. Yeah, I mean, he brought his sinker back uh, mm -hmm. and he got no whiffs on it in seven pitches. So, but he did get one called strike on it. So that's something. 
Yeah, it's it's in the right direction, but there's clearly a lot more an analysis that needs to go on with uh, why his pitches aren't working. He's, it is, doesn't seem to be throwing with uh, as much conviction as what he was. So, yeah, hopefully yeah. Uh, this uh, ends up working out, this little stint on the I.L. Well, also just pitching smarter. Like, he hasn't been put mm. on the I.L. yet, but like I mm. feel like he's planning. And what he was doing that was a little bit better was that he wasn't throwing 100% max effort every pitch. Mm -hmm. He was like... Trying to just let let him let his body do the work, mm -hmm. not overstress, and just try to throw strikes, not try to strike out everybody, which again hasn't been his game. No, I mean attacking the batter seems to be the way that he was, you know, uh, at his most successful, and he just seems to be backing off from that game plan. So yeah, hopefully uh, this will work out well for him. Yeah, you know. we're looking at the chart here, and it looks like half of his pitches are outside of the strike zone. They're either down away or they're high and inside. So it's clearly a game planning issue. It's clearly a head thing. And when he was pitching, he said he couldn't walk. Like he couldn't walk, but he could pitch. And I was like, no, no, you, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, if you can't walk, you can. We can't field. So what can you do out there? <laughs> yeah. So. Also, also saying that you can pitch right now. Operative term. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. Very much of a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, taking two out of three of them from them was pretty dope. But you go back, and then the next night you've got Ben Lively, who um, he's getting he's getting shelled on his fastball. Yeah, dude, and it's not like a blow away fastball. It's it's a finesse fastball, you know. Uh, and when he just leaves it out there, good hitters are going to do what they did uh, that you saw at the Cardinals. Yeah. And just send it out into a different orbit. That was uh, that was difficult to watch. Some of those uh, some of those balls travel, but I think overall he did a really good job. He did what we needed him to do, which was get some length in there. Yeah. And we had a uh, you know having to have the bullpen come in for Graham Ashcraft. Uh, so yeah, he, he did a job, and I feel like I continually like him more and more. Yeah. Even though there was. You know, he did give up a fair amount of runs for that start, but he came through in the clutch, and we still uh, were able to get the win that game. Yeah, 62 thirds is something that this that a lot of starters haven't been able to give you. Mm -hmm. And it seems like he's the one who's consistently like, even if I'm getting shelled, I'm still going out there. Yeah. I'm still going to get what – I'm still going to try and get at least six. So that's the one big thing he, he gives to you. But if he's using that fastball – to set up, if he's using the fastball as the trick pitch mm -hmm. instead of the opposite where he's using the slider instead of the fastball, mm -hmm. that's not going to work. And I understand that you have to make adjustments, but that clearly isn't his game. So you've got enough, you've got enough other pitches to go with that aren't your cutter and that aren't your four seamer and that aren't your sinker, which again, that's half of the repertoire there yeah. to be able to. To work around it, so and if, if he if he continues in this direction, he's he's not long for staying in the rotation. No, I mean also too ideally, like when we get you know some of the other players, some of the other uh, starters that we thought we'd have, you know, uh, before the season started, you know, he would be a great bullpen guy. Yeah. He could be a dude that if you have a starter go out early, he can do what he did here. Eat up, sand, eat up some innings, and he knows how to, uh, you know, go after major league hitters. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see uh, where he's at a few weeks from now when we have some more development with uh, the injured list. But positives and negatives, I think uh, a lot more positives with Ben Lively. Agreed. No, for sure, man. And that lead led right into Andrew Abbott's last start, too, man. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, again, this guy's got 11 and two-thirds innings, and he hasn't given up a run. That's crazy. That's awesome. I love seeing it. I'm already confident when he's coming up, you know, to the mound. Like, he's just, like, he had that initial, like, little hiccup inning trying to, like, you know, it seems like those nerves are really going. And he settles in. He's he's a competitor. Yeah. So it just kicks in. Yeah, dude. And, like, his, his pitch mix is really smart. His deception's excellent. And he's somebody that you're like, all right, Hunter Green won. And then you're just like, Andrew Abbott, too. And Jesus Christ, Luke Weaver's your three right now. Mm -hmm. How and Widely's your four, and your five is, oh, that was drilled. That's. He's going to have a. Ooh, is that out? That's out of here. Yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. That's foul. Bummer. Oh. Never mind. All right. That looked like he smoked that thing. Yeah, dude. I'm surprised it actually went out, even if it was foul. Dude, I'm so glad TJ Friel's back. Yeah, I am too. I uh, really like it. Uh, He's a great, great player, and uh, him starting off, you know, ideally I'd like to see India in that one hole, but man, he's a tough number one. Dude, I'm with you. I, I like this experiment of putting him on, trying to get him to drive in some more runs, but like, the Reds haven't had an excellent leadoff hitter since Sinsu Chu. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, they took one problem that was solved, undid it to move somebody into a three hole, which granted, I mean, you are getting a benefit there, but you just, you recreated the problem that we solved that was a big situation in Cincinnati for years. Yeah. So, I, not, not not a knock against any of the other, you know, players you can have in that position. I just thought Indy was such a good leadoff hitter. Yep. And then you, you could have him be, you could even flip him. You could put him three, or you could put India one, Friel two, McLean three. And next thing you know it, you've got three dudes on for Ellie De La Cruz. True. And so, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Abbott, man, like, he's he's definitely for for sure sticking around. This is it. You can, you can pen him in. And you feel very, very good about it um, because you feel good about Hunter Green after what he did, even though he battled yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, he had nine Ks. He only had two walks. But when he had to, it was nice to see him actually pitch to contact. Yeah, I think it was definitely one of his better starts that he's had. Uh, did really well with his pitches. Didn't seem to get like in really to too much trouble. No. So yeah, it was definitely a lot more of uh, a low stress game for as a viewer, and I think for him on the mound. Yeah, I think that at one point he only had to, I think five batters was his max, maybe six. I'd have to look back again, but that's a hell of a start for him considering in those he would get into those second inning woes. Yeah, it seemed like he definitely have one, most likely two innings where he's thrown 20 plus pitches where he's really stressing. Yeah, and he threw 88. It's great. It's awesome. That's huge. Oh, is that going to drop, Matty? Foul ball. We're watching Yeah, Matt McClain here, uh, who's already uh, on the ballot for the All-Star game. Was it fourth in voting? <laughs> He's fourth in voting. That's great. I mean, this guy is so solid. He's so fucking Plate good. discipline is superb. God, Ellie is so fucking cool. Yeah, he is. Just, just, just awesome. Just chilling. Chilling. Different colored dreads. All the chains. There you go. Yeah. yeah. See? That's great. And then that brings up India. 
protecting the plate and just giving what the pitcher, you know, taking what the pitcher gives you right there. Mm-hmm. And Ellie De La Cruz had a hit like that where he swung outside the zone, but he wasn't like a big looping swing to try and drill it. He just took it and just drove it right out in the center field. It's yeah. like, how do you, you know, pitch around that? That's great. You can pitch around him because of how long his arms are, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when he's locked in on you, he, he uh he can just push it and put it wherever he wants, and it's still gonna get him come off his bat at like 170 miles an hour. Yeah. How do you you can't just stop that? It's insanity. Oh, that's right there on the corner. And now you get India. Um, but that was like a huge step with Hunter Green and just like knowing the situation, being acknowledging to himself, hey man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get the K here, but if I throw something, you know, high inside at 98. I'm going to get weak contact. And yeah. also using it to set up that slider low. What was really nice is seeing him work the slider middle middle down mm-hmm. and elevating the fastball. And he was just on it so much that, like, the, just enough of those two and throwing his changeup six times worked well enough to get the 9Ks and only give up that many runs. Yeah, he's doing a great job mixing it up. Love it. You'll mm-hmm. love to see it. Bullpen was also excellent over the weekend. Um... You only had you had Alexis Diaz give up his first homer. Mm-hmm. It was bound to happen. Yeah. But uh, the rest of the pen looks like a lot of zeros in the earned run column, except for Fernando Cruz and Kevin Herget, which Kevin got. I think he was sent back down again today. Yeah, thanks. So um, your bullpen, you can lean on him, especially in these situations like with Lively giving up seven runs. And then you're like, all right, these guys can go out and get to work after he just throws six and two-thirds, and they're not going to give up a thing, which is just still insanity to me. Yeah, it was like, what was it, like three and two-thirds innings they went with only giving up uh, one hit? That's great. <laughs> it's ins- but, yeah, it's terrific. There you go. Yeah, just dropping it down. Yeah, there you Take go. Take what the pitcher gives you. Going to third. Safe. Oh, no! come on. No way. Do the headset. Like you beat that. Yeah. That is I we'll see. We're gonna be watching uh hopefully a replay here. Matt McClain getting uh so far calling the field out at third, getting gunned down from right, but we're watching the replay now after India just dunked one in in the shallow right. So the thing with MJ Melendez, oh that's close. MJ Melendez, right fielder, also the backup catcher and the catcher of the future for the Royals. Really? I mean, third baseman did a good job deking him. Yeah, he did. Ah, wow. What a great tag. That's a bummer. Yeah, well, we got Cruz up now. Oh, Cruz watch. So here comes the Cruz missile. Uh, he He's having a little bit of a week here, pal. A little since he debuted on, uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, what's his on-base percentage right now? I know it's... Before this game, 481. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's great. And seeing him watch, it, I know I keep talking about going to deep in accounts, but these are these are rookies. These are these are children out there <laughs> going up against Zach Granke's and uh, doing that, just watching a pitch like that, just barely you know float outside the zone. Yeah, and being calm, like he's not he's guys really soft hands. It looks like there on the bat, being comfortable. Yeah, and taking whatever is give, is, is sent his way. Not forcing anything, which like as as much as he was free swinging in AAA, for him to acknowledge that at 22, work on it, ah, this, for him to work on it and really excel and take it up to the bigs is nuts. Mm. It's 
God, he's so fucking good. Yeah, I can't wait to watch him develop. Even like times we see him, like maybe he's swinging and missing right now. I mean, it's still everyone's super young in this, but just seeing like how he responds and seeing how some of these other players, pitchers, uh, deal with how the league is playing them, it, it's super fun to watch. But look, okay, so talking about like having to make adjustments. Uh, I mean, he's only been here for you know. This is his 23rd plate appearance in the big leagues. When you are looking at him and you're like, how do you make an adjustment? Like, like they're like, what, how do you even chase to get this guy out? Because he, like when we were talking about him poking that, that ball in, mm-hmm. in the outfield in St. Louis and getting weak contact and then just busting ass to first, what, how are you even going to attack this dude? Because he can still hit breaking balls. Like, it's not like that's a weakness for him. You can see, like, a slider getting him a little bit here and there already. But it's it's not like they're just going to continue to throw him sliders every 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 AB. No, he's going to be able to adjust and recognize those pitches more the more he sees them. But, yeah, I think the thing is now is just they're approaching him like a very dangerous hitter. They keep mixing it up. They don't typically throw the same pitch twice to him. And yeah. if they do, it's it's – to get him to swing at a bad one. So, yeah. This is a great test for him because Grinky has, like, 13 fucking pitches. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he, he has... He, he's been known to even throw an Ephus. So, if you're, if you're going to see all the breaking balls, this is where you're going to see him from. Wow. That's the first time that I've seen a ball go to the second baseman and Ellie didn't run it out. <laughs> yeah. Um... We'll see how he does. Well, uh, we have to talk shit about him now so that he can, in his next AB, he hits a fucking dinger into the fountain. Yeah, you dummy. Didn't you have enough necklaces on? <laughs> Didn't have enough family members that care about you? <laughs> Take one of those chains off. You might have made it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I told him I was texting a uh, friend of the pod, Jake, our Seattle correspondent, and I was like, man, I think I could pull off all those chains. He was like, physically? Like, go and take them from him? <laughs> or wear that many? I was like, I, I can wear that many chains. Oh, yeah. It'd be really hip wearing that many chains. He's going to change the culture uh, around baseball, make it more flashy. I mean, it's already kind of flashy now, but I can yeah. definitely see younger kids yeah. in that big like pendant right there. Or 33, mom and dad. Or 33-year-old grown men with nine chains now. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, I came up. So if I were to do that, I gave I'm myself... I'm the fastest drinker in the world. <laughs> I, I smoke my meats the lowest temp possible. Um, this is a 46-year brisket. Uh, He's the best in the league. <laughs> With all those chains, I said I could call myself Mr. Low T. Mr. Low T. <laughs> yeah, right? Pretty good. Write it down. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Low T. Yeah, when you, fun fact, you turn 33, your dick stops working. It's a, just a fun fact. It happens. It's true. Uh, Matt Wilkes tweeted this out. Fastest average sprint speeds in baseball uh, so far uh, in five competitive runs. Bobby Witt Jr. is the first with 30.5 mm-hmm. feet per second. Bubba Thompson, 30.4. And Trey Turner and Ellie De La Cruz are tied for 30.3. Thanks, Matt Wilkes, for that stat. And also over the weekend, Ellie ripped off a 96.6 mile per hour throw. That's the hardest throw by any MLB infielder this year. That's just another one of those things. We just exist in this realm that no one else does. In that 99th percentile level across like all... We really get somebody knocking the door right now. I think you did. <clears throat> Jehovah's? Did you get in, did you get some witnesses? Mm, I'm not answering it. <laughs> mm. Dude, I got it. We got a Jehovah's Witness. We had a couple come by. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Oh damn! I, I swear. Answered, I answered the shirt in my. Uh, I was wearing my Mothman shirt. Oh really? Where it said I, I sucked the Mothman's dick in Ooh. Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Nice. Still handed us a pamphlet that said that we needed God or whatever. So. Yeah. But yeah, they should have just balked on that one. It's like you know, we're, we'll, we'll, we all keep our coverage clearly <laughs> in this household. You old bass. Yeah. We'll move along. That is. Yeah, I want to know who it is after this. Yeah. I want to know who came by. Maybe it's Bunsen fucking with us. It could be, yeah. He could just ran around, rang the doorbell. Just hit it. Yeah. Like, do you guys, I just want to drop in as a producer here. We're talking about at least spritz feet. Dude, 31.9 feet per second for the infield single He when he outran Adam Wainwright. Dude, that's crazy. Dude, that that's a little bit faster than me. Just a touch. Just a tad. Just a tad. Just a tad faster. Yeah, I... I'm beyond amazed and knowing that this is just going to be every day for us now. Speed doesn't slump. Speed does. I love it when that. Is that Chris Welsh who said that? I think so. He's right, dude. I love it. That was something. It's a very similar excitement to feel when we had Billy Hamilton here. Like just when he comes up, when he gets on base, you you just you just watch. You're just anticipating because you know he just. Uh, throws the game off. People rush how they uh, you know throw the ball. They mm-hmm. just really anticipating something happening from that player. So he is just an absolute game changer. Well, the thing with Billy Hamilton, the difference between Ellie and Billy Hamilton is I don't think that Billy Hamilton could hit a ball 458 feet. No, I, I think Billy Hamilton could fit in one of the necklaces. <laughs> Of Ellie De La Cruz. He'd be like looking like one of those kids wearing like their dad's hoodie. Oh, I can see that. Just dragging the sleeves on the ground. Yeah, like they have like a little, uh, like that bear backpack that people had like their kids on or something <laughs> when they go hiking. Hole! Oh. Uh, I mean, that was the only way he was going to be able to get close to that. That was a dart. Yeah, I saw the tail end of that, but it uh, looked like he probably threw that pretty fast as well. Yeah, Ellie threw it across the field, but I think he played it off a back bounce. He didn't come towards it. Yeah, I want to see that again. One, wow, Ooh, one was... knee, popped up, zing. Even a good throw. Even if that thing was spot on, that wouldn't have gotten him. Yeah, it was a quick runner there, but whew, I mean, if he had that low enough, he probably he maybe had a shot at him, but uh, I'm curious how fast that went. Because I'm sure it went every bit of like 95. Yeah, no shit. That 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 thing you could. I would love to hear the snap and the glove on that one. Is Ellie it? said he's the fastest man alive. Mm-hmm. Hasn't raised Billy or I. Pretty wild statement <laughs> to throw out there. You know, and he, he hasn't raised us. He hasn't raised Usain Bolt. He hasn't raised a horse. Oh, what if we got him? Well, okay, here we go. Here it is. We need to bring it back with Billy Bates. Like what they did yeah. in 90, was it 90 or 89? I remember Chad Johnson wanted to challenge a horse too. Yeah, well, of course he wanted to challenge a horse. And I wanted, you wanted to challenge a horse, but that was to an eating contest. <laughs> and it'd be close. Yeah, it was pretty close. We both have the same size troughs at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alicia has to put my shoes on with a with a hammer and a nail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> what if, you know, Ellie could agree, what if we could, um, you know, get the zoo involved? Bust it back out, get a cheetah on the field. I can see that. See who's faster. They'd do that. Shit. He was looking so good. He was at he was at three pitches before mm-hmm. that MJ Melendez single. Mm-hmm. And now starting to unravel a little bit here, Lukey Weave. Get it together, kid. Okay, we got two outs here. Kid. He's my age. I think he thinks he's 33. Whatever. 
But yeah, no, I think we should. I, I, I would love to see some feats and maybe um, some competition coming to town. You know, Usain Bolt gets on a, gets on a plane, comes over. They say do his first to third sprint, you know? We got Messi coming over too. Oh, God. How wild is that shit? It's pretty insane. It seems like he's just going like on this tour, like around the world. Of like, you, you just get to watch him. Yeah, you just get to you just get to enjoy this, dude. He uh, so FC Cincinnati for the U.S. Open Cup, August 9th, I want to say, or no, it's like the twenty third. So they play them at home, and like Messi's, it's like saying like I'm playing and everything when I get over here. That's pretty crazy. So Messi will be playing at TQL Stadium. How fucking wild is that shit? That's pretty crazy. I can't believe it's going to be happening. <laughs> Dude, Cincy Sports is just going to be fucking bananas the next few years. Oh, my God. We're never going to get a break. It's just out, uh, across the board excellence. Yeah, pretty good. It's pretty Great times being in Cincinnati. So one of the things with, like, with Ellie and his speed, people are saying, move him to center field. You guys should move. Think about how fast he could be. Think about how much ground he could cover. What do you think of that? Uh, I Man, I'm just getting really... Uh, irritated with the idea of like us really throwing around people you can have some people being be comfortable in a position he's a once in a lifetime player let him let him stay there let i think he's earned the right to stay at shortstop until he does something that's gonna no i I don't like it and yeah he's really fast but i can see him running around running to a fucking wall running into another player i don't want to see the let, let you know we got some other professional players that can you know, fill that gap. Yeah, that can play center field. And I'm with you, man. When you especially said run into the wall and run into another player, that is where it's horrifying. We already saw that with Nick Senzel and his knees. Yeah. Why are you going to take someone who, one, is fast, got it, but then also hasn't played the position ever in in their professional career, working their way up through the minors to the pros. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know you did this the whole time? We're going to have you go do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how uh, you just came up from AAA and you just were shooting up through the organization. Uh, we're going to start you in the four hole and also now you're going to learn a new position. <laughs> also, I understand you don't understand half the words I'm saying right now. you got to <laughs> learn the new language. So like, it's all this. He's 21. Yeah, so I, I don't like that idea. There's some players I can see performing better that uh, you know might track well to being in an outfield or a corner infield somewhere so yeah there's some people that make sense to move around ellie de la cruz is not one of them no he's not that dude he's not that guy you don't i'm with you you just want to maintain as much wear and tear off those knees mm. if you're already worried about wear and tear with tyler stevenson behind the dish yeah quite possibly you know they they would said it start the year 60 games behind the dish still fair amount if you're worried about his knees you should be twice to 10 times more concerned about this guy and this guy's health. Yeah, yeah. His knees are a lot more valuable to the Reds organization. <laughs> so, yeah, there's definitely some players that I can see moving around. I mean, we were just talking before this, and I think uh, – I can't remember what game it was that Jonathan India uh, was sporting a first basement. I don't – I'm not opposed to that idea if you want to keep India, you know, on the field. You know, there's a lot yeah. of other, you know, better – fielders that uh, can play second base and shortstop you know it's it's no secret that there's a bit of a log jam there so yeah i can see india putting on a first base mitt before i, I can see cruz being anywhere in the outfield i 100 percent agree with you and it's not like spencer steer i mean he didn't have a good series in good pitch nice right on the corner thank god got out of that yeah. um 
Spencer Steer didn't have a great series in St. Louis, but he didn't need to. There's it's time for he, he he can go cold for a series, but Spencer Steer hasn't lost the right to not play first. He's your defending rookie of NL Rookie of the Month for the month of May. Yeah, he's doing so good, and he's being kind of low key about it. He's, we keep forgetting how many good players that we have on this team like yeah. are, are playing a, a very high level right now. That uh, uh, Steer being one of them, who is a legit Rookie of the Year candidate. Uh, but yeah, that's another person that you got to figure. Like, okay, is he the first baseman? Can he be moved around? But so far, it looks like Steer is going to be the first baseman of the future for now. Yeah, well, until CES comes up, and we'll get to him in a little bit. But Steer's played left, and he's like, I'll play wherever I get to play, and that's like one of those things. Where you're like, all right, cool. Then we'll put you in left. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just going to be interesting to see with all this talent who the odd man out is, and there's someone that we have talked so much shit about. Mm-hmm. Who's really turned a corner since being called back up? Will Benson is thirteen for thirty six, three sixty one, four twenty five, five hundred with a nine twenty five OPS, and smoked that walk off that we watched last. Yeah, week. dude, he's looking great doing it too, man. He's just fucking in the zone. It's it's physically and mentally, he seems to be a, a much different player. He just seems to be relaxed at the plate, and he is fucking with authority driving balls. Yeah, dude, he's getting lift. We're like. The whole time when we were watching, we're like, why is he just grounding out constantly mm-hmm. with that long swing? It's almost like he he was he was slowing himself down to make contact. Where now he's like, I'm gonna fucking murder this baseball. Yeah, I'm just gonna unleash. Yeah, I'm going I'm going to break the seams on it because I'm six foot sixteen and am a monstrous human being. Let the big dog eat. Arr, arr, arr. So yeah, dude, that's all. He really just needed a head check. Yeah, that's awesome to see that. That's, that's huge. It was massive. Um, so you've got... So thinking about this coming up, you've got Senzel out. Mm-hmm. Rake Fraley's out. TJ Friel's back. Mm-hmm. Your op- outfield options are Stuart Fairchild. Uh, he's Bill- been doing great lately. Who's, yeah, he's been solid too. Billy Benson. Wait, what is... Uh, I have it pulled up here. What has he done in the... Um, yeah. I mean, over the series, 273, 333, 364. I believe he's got a double. I think he had one clutch, real clutch hit. He did. He had a clutch double on Saturday night. But um, two singles, a double. No power from him, but you, he does give you a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just him getting on and you get to have that speed is nice. So Yeah, be great coming off the bench player. Um, but then he only plays outfield. So you've got – and then you've got Will Myers who just DFA him. Yeah, uh, right now there's there's no place for him on this uh, on this team. None. We're talking about too many like good players right now that are doing uh, really amazing things, and that just Will Myers has not came to the party at all this year. No, and you might as well uninvite him. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, man, aren't you busy? I thought you were busy. You couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't get the invite. You didn't. Oh, man. Sorry, bruh. Must have lost it in my email. Must have lost it with that bat you didn't bring. <laughs> Oh, I think I lost the invite with the kidney stones they pulled out of you. Yeah, you fucking freak. Mm. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, it's it's a very clear decision. Yeah, and Tyler Stevens is starting to click again. Mm-hmm. Which, speak of the devil, he's right here batting, taking him in a one-two count against Grinky. But like, since 
June 1st, he it's 263-310-447. He's got two homers, a double, five runs, 10 hits, and 42 plate appearances. Um, so, I mean, like, that's a, that's somebody who you needed to get running again. And mm -hmm. we were talking about, like, was it a shoulder? Was it a head thing? And right now his swings are starting to look a lot better. Yeah, he's looking good. He seems like he's feeling better, too. You know? Yeah. Kids having fun. Kids That's having a, fun. Yeah, getting some key hits. Had some nice RBIs uh, over the past couple series. Yeah, playing a lot better. And you also have an issue with, like, he's playing a lot better. You do want to protect him. But at this point, you can't carry three catchers on this roster. No. Uh, something's got to give here, and it's about ready to happen, I think, with, like, the next call-up, you know. Oh, it has to. I mean, look, I love Luke Maley and I love Kurt Casale, but, like, you, this isn't sustainable when you need to get more bats into your lineup at a, at a higher frequency. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out what they need more. Uh, bat, glove, there's going to be some uh, tough decisions made, but it'll all be for uh, the better of the team here. Yeah, I mean, it sucks to say it, like, Luke Maley, um... Uh, yeah. Homegrown talent. Homegrown, three RBIs, had a had a big double mm. uh, against the Cards this weekend. And Kirk Casale has started to slowly hit again, but... He had a great uh, clutch hit against the Cardinals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking at this and you're going, oh, where do we free up the space? You have to decide who works better with who. Is Mally working better with... With like Abbott, or is it Casali, who's the more of the veteran dude? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to make that choice because I like both of those dudes and I love what they do in the Reds catching room. But you just can't do that, man. Yeah, uh, there's gonna have to be those decisions made, and yeah, it's gonna be some tough ones. And you can make a, a good argument for either of those uh, dudes to stay or go. Yeah, and so. Kurt, Kurt will, if Kurt and or Luke will find themselves back on their feet. Because they're veteran dudes who know what they're doing. Yeah, and baseball's a crazy game. Uh, injuries abound a lot of times. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah. And I understand last year, like, when they were so concerned with Tyler going down and then just losing catcher after catcher after catcher. Mm -hmm. You know, we got all the way down to Chucky Robinson scraping the bottom of the barrel. And, like, I mean, what, how many? We had, like, five different catchers behind the dish last year. Mm -hmm. So, I get wanting to have a plan, but... It, it has worked well enough, but you can't have you just you you can't have that when you've got CES that's going to be here soon. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. No. Uh, and Matt McClain, just aside from that first AB, hotter than piss. I, I mean, still since he came up. Oh, is that gonna? Nah, it's a fly ball. Billy Benson spoke spoke too highly of him. We got to talk shit again, so he starts slumping. Moron. Idiot. Dummy. Dangus. <laughs> Don't. Ah. But yeah, dude. I mean, since May 15th, since he's come up, 336, 387, 518. With a 140 weighted runs created plus. Dude, it's crazy. Like, even uh, the last series uh, against the Cardinals, I think it was like the 8th. Uh, and he, he swung at something. He struck out. He swung at something outside the zone. And it was just like. I had that feeling like, oh, man, you never see that with him. And it's like, he's, he's still a f fucking rookie, and I have this built-in thing where, like, I have so much confidence in his plate discipline, and he's the type of guy, you know, feels comfortable waiting back on a ball and just drive it out to right field. Yeah, and just slap it anywhere, dude. Mm -hmm. And with his speed, it's just nuts. So, like, 
fourth and all-star voting, go vote for him. And also go write in Ellie De La Cruz. Absolutely. Just come on. Um, Joey Votto started rehabbing. Mm -hmm. He's three for 22 with a home run. He walked five times and struck out six. That's better than the last time he was down there. But um, it's not call-up numbers. No, I'm a little worried. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. And also, we're talking Joey Votto here, so he could be going to play just to stare at the laces of a ball. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't wait until he gets you know settled back into like the Votto form that he feels he can be. Yeah. And then uh, be back up, you know, playing with the kids here. I, I really can't wait to see the young and the old uh, playing. You know, some competitive baseball. Dude, imagine how much of a lift that this lineup can get if he is 2021 Joey Votto. Oh, my goodness. And just like how everyone feeds off the energy in that, you know, in that dugout. In the dugout. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah, in the dugout. Uh, I just can't wait to, like, see that. I really want to see uh, that come to fruition here. So let's say, well, well we're looking, let, what, in 21, I'm pulling it up right here. In 21, 36 homers, 99 ribs, 266, 375, 563. That's a that's that's awesome. I mean, like that that enough. The power is something that we were talking about. This team missing because there's so mm. much speed and they win the hard way. As in Ellie Steve, basically coming in from third to home on a ground ball. Yeah. If you can have someone just walk up and then clear the bases. That's, I mean, that's just a huge lift to your offense and your confidence too. Man, that'd be so dope. Uh, man, I, I really hope Vado could could bring that power again. But even if he's like, you know, uh, contributes like the, what they're doing, like station to station with the Reds, seemingly. I mean, he could be that guy that you come up in a clutch situation. He's got a couple dudes in scoring position. He's like, I'll just fucking dunk it in the left yeah. field. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And then you've also got CS right behind him, your International Player of the Week, 526-640, OPS, three home runs, eight ribs, six walks. And this is from Lance McAllister. Uh, last 14 games, 8K, 16 walks. Mm -hmm. That's the thing you needed to work on. He's yeah. worked on it. So you just have – it's almost like an arms race to see who can get back up here and get healthy first. To get playing time in this honestly swampy, deep infield. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so they're going to have to make some room here because uh, there's not too much more he needs to do. There's not that much more for him down in AAA. So, uh, yeah, whether it's going to be DH playing a, a corner position, uh, not quite sure. Yeah, because so. then you've also got to move. You've got to make room for Senzel, who wasn't having a bad year. No, he was doing really good. He was yeah. actually playing to, uh, what you really wanted to see out of him, and also taking uh, a leadership position, being uh, one of the the oldest dudes in the clubhouse there. Yeah, him an Indian. Nice yeah. fucking pitch, Luke. Here you go. Get the K at the bottom of yeah. the zone. So I, I would love to see. Sinzel healthy. I, I like seeing them play third. Uh, I can see uh, Sace playing third as well. I can see there being people rotating off playing DH. Yeah. There, there's a lot of possibilities. Oops. Ultimately, you're just trying to put the uh, the best lineup out there in terms of you know what bats you got and not try to 
throw too many people around in positions they're unfamiliar with. Right. You don't want it to be like a little league all star team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I I played one year and I caught the whole year and they're like, You're playing second. I was like, I never played second in my entire No idea what I'm doing. No clue whatsoever. I'm ten. Yeah. And they were like, well, this is where we're putting you. I was like, well, then I'm going to be bad at it. Yeah. You're going to have to scream at me a lot. You're going to have to yell. And guess who fell on their butt trying to get a grounder? Mm-hmm. This guy. Mm-hmm. So after saying all this and seeing where our holes are, which, you know, you've got you've got guys coming off the IL mm-hmm. that are going to be starting in your starting pitching. You've got guys who could be coming back. Uh, Ligma Nuts is back. Um, and can this team actually contend and win the NL Central? Absolutely. I don't, I don't see any reason why not. I feel like even uh, when you see them going up a team like against a team like the Yankees, this is even before we had uh, Cruz, they were still competing and they believe that they can beat them. Yeah. So that's a huge thing. So yeah, I think they can definitely uh, compete within you know the Central to potentially come out on top. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't want to be the one to say that they can't do anything at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I say absolutely they can a- compete to win uh, the central. I agree. I agree with you. The the word when I said compete, I mean compete. I I mean there it's going to be neck and neck the whole way through because this team is only going to get better with people coming back. Hmm. Do I think they do it? I don't know. Uh, it's way too early. Ask me Ask me after the trade deadline because that's when it's important. Because I think you're missing one vet reliever. You're missing a dude who can come in behind Lucas Sims in your bullpen. Someone that you can 100% rely upon um, that has that veteran presence that's been there before. Because right. that isn't out there. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. I think like the biggest questions you see, the biggest holes, is clearly the starting pitching with the Reds. I mean, one in terms of consistency, health, and a veteran presence that can do the things that the Reds haven't done yet. These people are just so new in their careers that uh, having a guy that's been there before would do a tremendous amount of uh, good for yep. this Reds organization. Couldn't agree with you more, partner. So I, I, I think that you go out and you trade for someone like Trevor May or a reunion with Aroldis Chapman would be pretty fun. That'd be pretty wild. It'd be pretty cool. Uh, or maybe Carl Edwards Jr., from the Nationals. Those are three dudes that I think a lot of people are going to be targeting, so it's going to be expensive because you've yeah. got more teams in it towards the deadline because of the expanded playoffs. So, um, But maybe you get TJ Antone back in time for the playoff run, and there's a guy that can pitch the seventh, the sixth, and set like six, like like two-thirds of the sixth, and then mm-hmm. the seventh. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if you can depend on that, but at this but we're watching Luke Weaver not pitch well. The only starting pitcher I can think of that is available right now would be like Eduardo Rodriguez, and he's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. So, and he's he could opt out of his contract at the end of the year. So, I don't know, man. It's just going to be stuff that we're going to be talking about for the next couple weeks. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff happening. A lot of pieces getting moved around, and there might be some more pieces coming in. So, it's uh, a lot of things uh, getting shuffled. A little bit getting shuffy, wuffy. Mm-hmm. Tony Santian uh, is going to be back in July. 
eventually is what they said. You'll get back here in the next month or so. This was outdated June 5th. Big one is TJ Antone. They're going to check on him again shortly because mm -hmm. that could be that guy. So that could be your boy. And mid-July for Nick Lodolo. We did not touch on this last week. Shang and Lin. 18-year-old. Mm -hmm. Can play shortstop. He can play outfield, he can pitch, he can throw 99. He is being touted as Taiwanese Shohei Otani. That would be bananas. That would be nuts. Yeah, could you imagine once, you know, and this is all, you know, hypothetical situation here, and it's getting really greedy with the what the baseball gods have blessed us with here, but seeing, like, an Ellie De La Cruz, like, in his, like, kind of more of a matured fashion, and then seeing a young Shohei Otani join the team... Mm -hmm. How wild would that be? That'd be... God, that would be nuts. So just something else to keep on the radar here. But that... that I mean, he's a, a he's, child throwing 99 in the infield. Yeah, he, he could, you know... Who knows what his strength will be at when he's 22. Yeah. Oh, he oh, got it! Well, he's off now. There we go. All right. End the inning. That's the that's the Blanco. That's that new, the guy they called up. Oh, uh, yeah. Who stole 46 bases. Going well, back to... So far, good throw, Luke. Was that Luke or is that Kurt? It's not Tyler. Because Tyler's DHing. So that was Kurt. But, but yeah, I mean, again, he's 18. We'll check on him in four years. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where you're looking here. And Connor Phillips, who came in the Winker Suarez trade. Um he's the Southern League pitcher of the week. Seven scoreless innings with 10Ks, only gave up one hit. Uh, he's now 11 games in AAA where he's thrown 52 innings. He's given up. He's got 89 Ks to 23 walks. Hmm. Stud. Mm -hmm. Stud. So uh, look at the schedule, and then we'll round third and head for home. Tonight, right now, against Kansas City, and then two more at KC. Off day Thursday. Three at Houston. They don't have Jordan Alvarez, which is uh, a blow to their offense, but that is still not a fun series. Hmm. So, I mean, the Reds have been solid on the road, 13-8. and eight. So, uh, hopefully we can take two out of three here in Kansas City and then take two out of three in Houston before we get back home. And we got three at home against the Rockies, who are dog shit. Yeah. And then off Thursday, then uh, three against Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Yikes. They are very good at baseball. Yeah, these, these are going to be some uh, tough, I mean, with Houston and the Braves, those are going to be some uh, tough series, but that'll be great to test the Reds' uh, ability here. <laughs> Hopefully we might have uh, another uh, player on the team at that point. That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be real nice. So let's round third and head for home. What do you got, buddy? I know I got a show coming up with a symposium at the end of the month. I believe they do that on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday. Yeah, I uh, will also be going to another concert next week, just right up the street at that new Megacore place. Megacore. Megacore. Uh, to see My Morning Jacket. Can't wait for that. And uh, I'll post some other shows I got coming up. But uh, what about you? Uh, what do I got? Um, Saturday, I'm at this place near Sandusky, Ohio. I forget what the venue's called. I'm headlining that show. And then um, July, a couple, uh, first Thursday of the month, next month, yeah, next month is uh, Lost and Found. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's a fun one. Yeah. It's going to be super fun. Did Stuart Fairchild just hit a dinger? Yeah, he fucking did. Oh, yeah. yeah. That high yeah. five's real. So, yeah, we just got to talk shit about Stuart Little. 
Yeah, and I got to work on my uh, high five since the last time. <laughs> Billy sent me down to the triple I for that one. Yeah, I did. Uh, mm -hmm. I put him on a quick rehab assignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, tinnitus? Tonight, oh no. Yeah, thanks for calling us out, Danny, you son of a bitch. So, well, thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, and as always, go Red Legs. Go Red Legs.